the Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network. As the baby inside of her grows more and more every day, Sawatu Salama Ra frets about where she's going to be when her water breaks. She's seven months pregnant. She's 26 years old, and she's serving a two-year prison sentence for felonious assault and felony firearm conviction at Huron Valley uh, Correctional Facility. Now, this is the only correctional facility in Michigan that houses women, and it's full of all kinds of problems and overcrowding, etc., etc. Of course, the courts have largely ignored the time sensitivity, you know, gravity of Raw's situation. A judge has already denied a request to propose, uh, to postpone her sentence until she gets gives birth. Her lawyers contend that she has faced mistreatment during doctor's visits. Uh, guards shackle her to the bedpost, a practice that is illegal in Michigan. But the case itself is so full of blind spots and complexities that it's difficult to tell who's who. The specifics still remain hazy. The facts are spare. Here's what we know. Rob brandished a gun at a neighbor, and this is a neighbor that they had an ongoing feud. Now, she brandished the gun after the neighbor took her car and rammed her car into Ra's car with her young child in the car. She got out and said, what are you doing? She rammed it in Ra's driveway. She said, my daughter is in there. She feared for her life and the life of her daughter. So she reaches into her purse. She has a concealed handgun carry license. The gun was not loaded, but it was legally purchased. Now, Michigan is a stand your ground state, which means if somebody is on your property and they are threatening you, you have a right to pull the gun and stand your ground. You don't have to run. If you have a gun, you can defend yourself. The problem is, is that afterwards, her neighbor filed a report. Raw was second online. So in other words, if you do something, I guess, in Michigan, and you're the first to call the police and say, hey, this is going on, it doesn't matter what really happened. The law looks at you as the victim. Whoever called first, does that sound crazy? Now, much of the mainstream media has attacked mainstream pro-gun groups, including the National Rifle Association, for being, in their words, dispiritingly quiet about the incident though the stand your ground law in place in michigan passed in 2006 and it was made possible by a group working in close contact with the nra so it's kind of like blaming uh the fire department for putting out a fire is that is that right part of what's made this case so difficult to dissect is that raw herself by no means fits in any hard and fast category Who is she? Who's her group protecting her? Because she's black. She's Muslim. She's an environmental activist. She's a mother keeping her baby. She's a gun owner. Even though the gun wasn't even loaded.
It's Monday, May 7th. This is the Glenn Beck Program. What do you make of this story, Stu? Something's not right. It's incredible. I mean, you know, of course, the media is just trying to make it about what pro-gun groups are saying about it, which is, uh, you know... 50th on the interesting uh, yeah. list of uh, topics wanna, on this. I want to know, wait a minute, wait a minute. What really happened between these two? And yeah. does stand your ground mean anything? What's up with the whole first one on the phone is the victim? That doesn't make sense. No. And if he, her kid was playing inside the car, two years old, two, and the neighbor intentionally rammed their car into her car. I absolutely would have reacted a very similar way. If I had, if I yeah. had a handgun, I would pull it as well. Yeah, if it, it's, I would say, back off. Yeah, I mean, you're putting your kid's life in danger. Yes. That's exactly why stand your ground. It's why yes. uh, uh, our natural right to defend ourselves exists. That's Especially, like, it's not her. It's her child. Yeah, that's what it's I mean. A two-year-old it, yeah, child. You think of like every every nature film you've ever seen. Right where yes. that you know some predator Here comes mom don't mess with don't mom. mess with mom stay away that's right that's what that's what that is and so she exercises her constitutionally guaranteed rights uh, and she doesn't even use the gun this it's, is yet it's an, not loaded yet another example of a use of a weapon that is not typically reported these things happen all, all the, the time. time in the United States where a uh, where the gun isn't fired. But it, pre- it prevents uh, uh, an escalation of an incident. And here she gets punished for it. Uh, so, I mean, I don't know that a the black Muslim woman. Yeah. And, and this is interesting because, A, the media comes out and says, oh, the NRA isn't talking about it. Number one, I bet you the NRA will be talking about it because I, I, you know, they uh, they do. That's this is what they really do. The NRA. And I think when maybe they're not aware of this particular case or it's, it's only coming into the, I think, national media recently. Um, so, uh, you know, and D- Detroit's done a lot of good local reporting about it, but it has not really spread nationally. And I bet when the uh, I bet the NRA will pick this up. But it's interesting to see that the, the media is out there going after the NRA and saying, oh, why aren't they talking about it? Well, why aren't you talking about all the others when it's not a black Muslim environmental activist where the same thing happens? You never talk about any of those well, they, stories. But they're not talking about this. They're not really talking about this. No, they're only they're talking, only about, talking yeah. about it to get the NRA. Right. They're not. They're not helping her. No, it's you know, crazy. It's, yeah, it's just a way to make the the other groups they don't oh, like man. look bad. Can we? I mean, don't don't you long for? Don't you long for somebody who's just like, hey, let's just do the right thing. What do you say we just do the right thing? And they're not trying to win on some other point. Just let's do the right thing. Listen to this. Thursday, Eric Swalwell of California, of course, he's a Democratic congressman. He penned an op-ed for USA Today, ban assault weapons, buy them back, go after the registers, uh, says the ex-prosecutor in Congress. In the piece, he argues that federal assault weapons, that the federal assault weapon ban should be reinstated. Now, let's just stop there. Why, Eric? Why? Well, we got to do something. Well, okay. Let's do something that works. Because every study, every single study that has come out on the federal and this is this is not the NRA, this is the United States government. The studies that they did after we had implemented the the assault weapon ban, it showed that it actually 
actually did nothing. Yeah, uh, and this is from one of the studies. This is in 2004 after the assault weapon ban expired. We cannot clearly credit the ban with any of the nation's recent drop in gun violence. Indeed, there has been no discernible reduction in the lethality and injuriousness of uh, gun violence based on uh, indicators like the percentage of gun crimes resulting in death or the share of gunfire incidents resulting uh, in injury. And we might have expected to have the ban reduce crimes with both uh, assault weapons. And so this, this is like a lot. This is a I mean, you can go into it. We've done gone through the study multiple times. But the point is, they found nothing, 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 nothing. OK, so he says that it should be reinstated, which means nothing, nothing. He then says that the United States should institute a mandatory buyback of semi-automatic rifles. He goes further stating that if Americans are unwilling to hand over their semi-automatic rifles to the government, they should be sought out and prosecuted. Now, this is the craziest thing ever. You're not going to take people's guns in America. You're just not going to do it. You want a civil war? Eric, that's the way to do it. You're not going to take people's guns. By the way, they're semi-automatic rifles. Well, why don't you just take all semi-automatic weapons? Take them all. Why stop at rifles? Why not just take them all? That's probably what he wants. It's exactly what he wants. And I'll I'll show you in a minute. Um, He he said that... uh, we should ban the possession of modern sporting rifles, otherwise known as AR-15s. Those were modern sporting rifles. Those were sporting rifles before the government reached out and said, hey, can we use your patent to make these for, for uh, war rifles? Sure. They are modern sporting rifles, and that's what we need to start calling uh, automatic assault ri- or semi-automatic assault rifles. No, they're modern sporting rifles. Anyway, uh, he said the ban would uh, would uh, take place on any semi-automatic uh, weapon. We should buy back the weapons from all those who choose to abide by the law and criminally prosecute those who defy it by keeping their weapons. The ban would not apply to law enforcement agencies or shooting clubs. Hmm. Shooting clubs. He says that Australia's buyback was a success. No, it wasn't. No, it, it wasn't. Was absolutely not a success. We've gone over that a hundred times, too. Yes. If you look in England, it wasn't a success. They're now banning knives. It's a human problem, not a weapon problem. Now, he said it's going to cost a great deal of money to do the same thing in the United States, but it would be worth it. <laughs> you know, I... I would really like to know. I would really like to know how much it would cost to buy back all the weapons. How much? It would be uh, pricey. It would be. Pr- I think. The, I think the Australian gun back uh, gun buyback program um, bought back between twenty and thirty five percent of the guns in the country. So that we have three hundred and thirty million guns. So you know, you're talking sixty to a hundred million weapons. You just kind of purchasing from people now if you're giving fair value for it you're going to be talking about a very expensive program by the way there's no way you get the united states to turn in 35 percent of their weapons uh without without god only knows what it's not going to be pretty no it's not going to be pretty uh by the way um you know if you just take all of the uh 
the modern sporting rifles off of the market, uh, you kind of leave a few things like, you know, in August of 2012, man using a Springfield Armory handgun killed six people in Wisconsin. April, a man using a 45 caliber handgun killed seven people in Oakland, California. Uh, in 2009, a man using a Herstal 5.7 pistol killed 13 people. Uh, April, the, by the way, that was Fort Hood. Um, uh, 2009, man using a Beretta 92 FS 9mm uh, killed 13 people. Uh, 2007, a Walther P22 pistol and a 9mm Glock killed 32 people at Virginia Tech. Um, uh, let's see. 1991, man using a Glock 17 and a Ruger uh, P89 killed 23 people, injured another 27. That was at the Luby's Cafeteria. He didn't have a rifle. Uh, 86, 45, two 45 caliber pistols and a 22 caliber pistol killed 14 people, injured six more at a post office in Oklahoma. Gee, it seems like it's not just rifles. And now that they've taken the handguns and the rifles from people in England, it seems like it's not just guns. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network.